0: In this episode, we're going to recap the wildest trade deadline in NBA history. Welcome to Game Pick Fantasy Basketball. I'm your host, Robin Marks. You can connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Game Pick Podcast. If you love Points Leagues, Dynasty, and Sleeper's new Game Pick format, please consider subscribing on all channels. I brought some friends along for this episode, so you're in for a treat. It's a really dope show, and I hope you get tons of valuable nuggets to carry you to that fantasy championship you're chasing. Have fun. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so hyped that I have two guests for this big-time show, arguably the craziest NBA trade deadline in history. My man, Donut Boy and the Professor. Professor, Donut Boy, what's up?
1: How you doing? How you doing? Crazy day, Robin. Yep. Crazy day. And Donut Boy, where you checking in from again? Uh, New York, Albany area. Yep. That's what's up. And Mm -hmm. Professor, where
0: you checking in from? New York City. Got, got it, got it. I'm, I'm kind of exploring the, the concept of being a bandwagon rider for, for sports. I'm thinking of, I'm, i thinking about going all in. Do you guys have teams? Who are your teams?
1: You're a Cavs fan. Yes, sir. Yes. I love that. I love Since that. Since Kyrie, 2011.
2: Built, uh, oh, that's great. Bill yep. Professor, do you have one? uh I growing team? up, I was Detroit. Uh, it's a hard team to <laughs> <Yeah>. follow nowadays, <laughs> but I. I've got to be true. I you know, I grew up in Detroit and I've followed them uh, ever since I was a kid. Yep. I've I was uh I had I was messed
0: up. I, I was a Michael Jordan fan as a kid, so I'm mm-hmm. just all messed up. So I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm about to just embrace bandwagon riding, though, after this trade deadline. <laughs> so let's dig in. What we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of go through uh, some of the trades, talk about the fantasy implications for redraft, the the fantasy implications for dynasty leagues and maybe even some like real projections of what's going to happen in the future for these players and these different franchises. So we got to start with the, the whale of this entire NBA um, trade deadline, James Harden Ben Simmons trade. So let me go through the details. Uh, The 76ers got James Harden. The Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond and two draft picks, which is a haul. Why don't we start with you, Professor? What do you think about this trade? What do you think,
2: of fantasy-wise? How is it going to affect um, our leagues? Well, I know that um, you know. I I always think of it in terms of fantasy first. I mean, there is a there is a group out there that's talking about what Brooklyn has done. Uh, you know, Harden was was slack and he was really trending downward. He did not want to be in Brooklyn. I think that became clear eventually in terms of real basketball. I think this move makes some sense. Uh, I think Simmons, he's not going to have the weight of having to be the scorer. Uh, you know, that's not his strong suit, but his peripherals are good. His defense is good. I, I think the Nets just got a lot stronger on defense um, You know, as long as KD and Kyrie are in there. Um, I think he's an interesting piece uh, to add. Uh, In terms of Harden, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Embiid. Uh, I think in both cases, you know, how soon can they get up and running? I mean, we're about to start week 18 in fantasy. Our playoffs are, what, a month away? Uh, So, you know, how much time do they need to really gel to recreate, um, you know, some type of balance? Uh, From fantasy perspective, I mean, I think it's pretty clear, um, you know, everybody's a hold. I mean, Harden's a hold clearly <laughs> and has potential to re, you know, re-grab that magic be top five player. Uh, Simmons, if you've been holding him this long, you know, to go from zero fantasy points <laughs> to, to now what he's going to be producing in probably 35 minutes a night. Um, you've got to be excited. Um, the one fantasy down point for me and one of my teams, I have uh, maxi and, you know, clearly he's going to lose some value. Hmm. Uh, he's going to lose some usage. Uh, for Philly but it's still an exciting time for Philly fans uh, 76ers fans and for the Nets we'll have to see I mean I don't I don't expect Kyrie to be able to play home games I don't think the New York City rules around COVID are going to change it means he's not going to be out there sometimes if KD is hurt all of a sudden you have a Nets team with Simmons as the leader uh, that's not a good look yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that that's my initial take on the, this trade Okay, what say you, Donut Boy? Um,
1: well, just to piggyback on what he's saying, uh, with uh, Kyrie Irving not being able to play all the games, uh, I think that means big minutes for Seth Curry to step in, especially without KD. So I think his value goes up even more than when he was on the Sixers. Um, but for a basketball standpoint, not fantasy as much, um, I think the Nets, at the end of the day, gave, way, gave up way too much for um, Harden. Because you got to go back to Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, all the picks that they gave up. And then now you it just way too much just for. Yeah. So on paper, just with this trade, I think it's pretty even when both teams are healthy, but when you go look at back, what uh, the Nets gave up for Harden, I don't, I, I just think the Sixers came out clean with this. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. I'm, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think the big thing for me that like, and this is my initial reaction, right? When, when these uh trades happen around this time of year for fantasy you always want to think about like who can i pick up to like kind of like yeah. you know take yep. advantage of this moment so the first instinct for me was Drummond, right like always like yes they finally have a center but then i thought about it i was like it's Drummond. and like <laughs> how many yeah. times have i had my heart broken bill you know this better than anyone like oh. this guy <laughs> donut boy has broken my heart so bad for so many years, right? Yeah. So for me, I, I'm in, I'm interested to know what what your take is. Do you guys think Drummond will provide some value, or do you think he's going to have a similar role um, as his role in Philly? Do you think he's going to be the guy, or is it going to be that split with Claxton and uh, and Griffin and these other guys? The same hodgepodge of, uh, of front court players that they've been using.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. You got it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I th- Yeah, I think it's going to be a split. I think it's going to be messy. Um. I do not see Drummond coming in, even if he is, and he might be, who knows, the best center there. <laughs> I don't see him coming in and taking away massive amounts of minutes from, from Aldridge and from Claxton. So I do think it's a three-headed monster now. I do, you know, if he averages 18 minutes a night, he's a drop. <laughs> you don't want Drummond at 18 minutes a night. I, you know, in my estimation, he is, he's going to get 28 minutes a night uh, to be really valuable in fantasy. I just don't think that's going to happen, especially here at first. I think they're going to ease him in. I think it's going to be more like 15 minutes a night. Yeah. And I think there is going to be a lot of trade off. I also think um, who they go with is going to depend upon who's on the court. You know, if Kyrie's there is one thing. If he's out, they might, you know, go someone else. If it's Simmons, because KD is out, then all of a sudden you'd rather have Aldrich uh than Drummond with with Simmons on the court so uh, I think it's gonna be messy I think he's gonna have some you know 20 rebound games and people are gonna jump on that but I'm gonna leave it alone um I'm gonna kind of piggyback on
1: that also because I think he might even get less minutes than that because he might be the third off the bench for the centers because I think Claxon offers that uh lob threat that Drummond can't he's he's a hustler rebounder but I mean Let's be honest, he just throws the ball off the backboard and gets it himself <laughs> for a rebound. But that's... Yep. And then Aldridge gives you that scoring ability that um, Drummond can't. So I feel like they might. he might not really see any minutes. Like, he'll, he'll get in, obviously, because it's Drummond and all that, and it, they got to see how he'll work. But uh, is, uh, has is too much of a lob threat to not have on the floor over Drummond. Well, I got news, guys. I got Ben Simmons on the line. He wanted
0: to let you guys know what he was telling uh, the Philadelphia 76ers before the trade.
1: You either send me to the heat or you send me to the Suns.
0: but he ended up coming to the nets. So I yeah. think that that's, that's pretty cool. I have, I have to get this off my chest. Do mm-hmm. you guys remember when Harden was Harden? I mean, I'm talking frohawk Harvard, Harden, right? Like long beard frohawk, no cornrows, yep. right. And he was playing with Clint Capella. <laughs> and he made Clint Capella look like an all-star. Yeah, All he was doing. I meant Driving, throwing it up. How do you guys feel about, like, Embiid with Harden? Do you think that they have a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? And the second part, do you think we could
1: see a Brooklyn Nets, Philly, Sixers, Eastern Conference Finals? If KD stays healthy, yes. Just because KD's... Probably when he's healthy, the best player on the earth right now. I don't care. There's debate with Giannis and stuff, obviously, but KD's KD, so I think he can get his team to the conference finals. I I don't know how you guys feel, but I truly think that the uh, Sixers can easily come out of the East this year. I don't say easily because they still got to go through the Bucks, possibly, but I don't know. MB is a different breed this year. I don't know what he took, but he's on something else.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that the, this move in particular, the 76ers are, are making it really clear. Uh, yeah. They're in it to win it. And I think, you know, them making the finals would not shock me at all. I think, I think Embiid after, after all of this, even though some is his responsibility <laughs> in terms of the, the you know, failed uh, partnership with Simmons. I think he's excited, you know, to, to have Harden come in. I think Harden's excited to work with him and he's excited to work with Harden. I think they're going to gel as a, as a top two on that team uh, pretty effectively, pretty quickly. I think it's going to be some amazing highlights uh, coming in that way. Definitely. Uh, If Kyrie can play home games and KD can stay healthy, it wouldn't shock me to see them go to the finals either. Uh, But that's a big if like, I, I, I I don't believe I'm not, I wouldn't put money on um, KD staying healthy and Kyrie, um, you know, avoiding the vaccine mandates and playing home games. I just don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I think 76ers have a real good shot. Okay.
1: Go ahead, Go ahead, Um, I just want a quick question. Do you guys think uh, Simmons is a better fit on this Nets team than James Harden was with Kyrie and KD when they're both playing? That's a good question. Because uh, honest- talent-wise, obviously, like, James <laughs> Harden's better than Simmons. Right. But I just – defensively and stuff, I think Simmons might fit this team better than Harden did. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. I'll start off on that one, Bill. Uh, So here's what I think, Donut Boy. I think that expectations are so high in Brooklyn that the pressure is like next level submarine pressure, right? And I think that a player like Ben Simmons, although he has all the gifts, right? You know what I'm saying? Yes, he can't shoot. Everyone knows that. But if you think about him as a player, he brings to the table what any team would need to win a championship. The thing about great teams and great players, they find a way to make it work. People said that KD coming over to the, to the um, Warriors It was going to be an issue because how would people get touches? People's feelings would get involved and they won championships together. So is he a better fit for them? I'm going to say yes, just because it didn't work with Harden. You know what I mean? And honestly, he's the one here in all of this mess, right? Mm -hmm. Who is the guy, in my opinion, who has the most to prove. His legacy is on the line. He's already two times in a row told the organization that, you know what? And, and within a year or two, right, two organizations, I'm, I'm cool. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to play my hardest anymore because I want to leave. Like on the court, he's showing that. So for me, I'm going to say I think Simmons is a better fit just because he wants to be there. And I think KD is a strong enough leader that he'll be able to bring those guys together to secure some wins. You know, I don't know if they'll win a championship, but I'm
2: sure that they'll have a good run. Bill? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, the other thing that strikes me is you've got Seth Curry out there, and he's playing 33 minutes a night um, and hit, hitting from long range, and you're spreading the floor in a different way than you did with Harden. But you also got, um, I think, the defense is, is really uh, important when we talk about Simmons. I mean, he can guard just about anyone. He can guard Giannis. Yeah. He can guard Giannis. <laughs> can guard yeah. Giannis. Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's a piece that the Nets have been uh, missing. And, you know, I I think uh, for this year, next year, I think, yeah, they may be better. It may be a better fit with Simmons there.
0: That's a great question, Donut Boy. I got a question for you guys. It's a new segment that I'm going to test out with you. It's called Yes, No, Maybe, I Don't Know. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. The question is, will... The Philadelphia 76ers win the NBA title. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know.
1: Maybe. That's the easy one. Yeah. You right? <laughs> <laughs> got it right. They Because last year, last year, um, playoffs was uh, injury riddled with all the Western Conference, Eastern Conference teams. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if that happens again, if that happens again and they get an easier ride to the uh, conference finals and the finals, I say yes, just because if they stay healthy, I mean, obviously, but I don't know if every team is healthy. It's yeah, the easy a cop-out answer, but maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Uh, and I think it's, it's partly based on, you know, don't what you said about the health. Um, as, as much as Embiid is just playing like a man whose hair is on fire right now. <laughs> How many times has Embiid broken your heart? Yeah. Uh, and you know, the injury concerns, um, if you take a look at the team, uh, there are some teams that can play through injuries at a higher level, more successfully, uh, perhaps in the 76ers. Even with Harden there, if they lost Embiid, um, I, I think we'd be I think we'd be done. So my my answer is no. No.
0: Okay. So we That's got fair. a maybe, a no. I'm gonna say no. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win. We'll have to
1: come back to this if they win so I can give yeah. my praise. <laughs>
0: yeah. I said maybe. Before we go, I have a really good fantasy question um, about all of this.
1: Bing, bang!
0: Here we go. So for um, the people who stashed Ben Simmons, what would, what do you want to say to them right now because you you know it's got to feel good But it, especially if you if you had a let's say a startup dynasty league for example and you like you took you took that 8th round pick to get the guy what do you guys have to say to the people in the fantasy community
1: who drafted and stashed Ben Simmons successfully um well me being one of those people <laughs> uh i sneaked out and got a 13-3 record without having him the entire year. So I'd like to say uh it's your time to shine. Um hopefully you stayed within the 500 range and now go win
2: some playoffs. Yeah. Bill? Yeah. That's nice. And and I missed the boat. You know, I have Simmons nowhere, right? Five <laughs> leagues don't have him. And I so I'd I like to say congratulations number one. Number two, you were braver than me. <laughs> number three, now it's finally going to pay off. And I the last thing I'd say is you've been patient this far. Continue to be patient because yeah. there will be some ups and downs in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. as they, they work him in. But you made the right move.
0: Yep. And I tried to grab him in so many places in the <laughs> middle of that draft. And Kyrie. At some in some drafts, I was having like that eighth and ninth pick. And I was grabbing them both. So I'm just like Bing <laughs> bang. So happy about that. So let's do this. Let's move. Uh, you guys have any more to add on the 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 big blockbuster? Are you ready to move
1: on? We can move
0: on. Okay, move so on. let's move on to something that's not as sexy, but I think it's something worth going over. Uh, let's talk about. I got a little feedback from somebody. I don't know what happened. We're good. There. Okay, that cool. was me. Sorry, oh, my bad. Okay, so this one happened today. Uh, Daniel Tice uh, gets sent to the Celtics, returning home to the Celtics. Right. Dennis Schroeder is going to the Rockets along with Ennis Freedom and Bruno Fernando. Um, what do you guys think about that one?
2: Smaller trade, but any fantasy implications there? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I I mean, not for me. I don't have either one of these guys on my uh, must-roster list. Um, even with these moves in place, uh, it really doesn't move the needle for me uh, that much. I think, uh, you know, Tice does benefit from this. He goes from playing very, very little to, you know, a, a backup role and he might get you know 15 18 minutes a night where sometimes he was getting none (laughs) uh schroeder uh i just i'm not a believer um Mm. so i know some people have believed in schroeder they had him rostered it's going to be interesting to see what happens but um no neither one of them made my uh list of of ads at this point
1: I agree with him. Uh, I think Schroeder is leaning towards a drop, to be honest with you, because with how many guards they have on the Rockets, I don't I don't if he because they're they're trying to tank. let's be honest, they're not winning anything this year. So there's no reason to put him out there. Just develop your young talent and call it a year.
2: Yeah, much more interesting to me is Enos Freedom, who's already waived. Yeah, yep. right. And may get picked up yep. by a contender. And, you know, so crazier things have happened. If he gets picked up to be a, a third string off the bench, you know, back a big man somewhere for a real contender, and you got a couple injuries, all of a sudden he could be back in play after, yep. you know, being actually waived yeah. today. So I got my eye on him just way in the background. <laughs> yep. I agree with you guys. I, I do, I like Dennis Schroeder's
0: game. I like to watch mm-hmm. him play. I, he reminds me of a young Rondo. I always thought he was fun to watch. Um, just loved his game. But he's...
2: Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. He's
0: really, he's really yeah. bad. He's like not yeah. the guy for fantasy. And, and for no. me, you said that he's approaching a drop. I think he's been a drop. And he, let's just like stay away from him. He's like, again, another one that's just broken my heart way too many times. Um, let's move on and talk a little bit of a Baca. So we had a big trade. I think is going to have a huge impact. Uh, for the playoff race. In fantasy, I'm curious to know what you guys think, but this was a four-team trade. I'm going to try to just go over who went where. The Bucks get a Baca plus a bunch of, uh, a couple of uh, draft picks and some cash. The Clippers get Rodney Hood and Simeon Jaleigh and uh, Vanja Mirakowicz, Ma- my bad. Uh, the Kings get Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles, um david Minshew and a draft pick and the pistons get marvin bagley jr that's a lot so yep. why don't we just talk about the players in this trade that you think will have some kind of uh fantasy impact and if you want to add any real life playoff impact that you think they'll have
1: um well i think the i think the pistons got a decent deal of this because bagley was showing some uh I mean, he was a second overall pick a few years ago, right? Second overall, if I'm correct. Yeah. So, I mean, he still has some developing to do, and I think the Pistons are developing their young talent with uh, Cade Cunningham, Isaiah Storrs, Sadiq Bey, all that. So, I think, he'll fit, I think he'll fit perfectly into that. I'm not 100% sure, but he showed some flashes earlier this year when he got the minutes. So, if he gets some the minutes there, I don't see why he can't be valuable in, a, like, a
2: 14-man league or something like that. Definitely. Professor? Um, yeah, in terms of the actual players involved in this trade, none of them made my go-to list. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Bagley, yes, I think he does have some potential. I don't think he's going to come and um, and take, you know, minutes away directly right away from Alf Stewart or, you know, Sadiq Bay or any of those guys. I think he'll be part of a rotation, yeah. which, is, which is nice, um, you know, but he's not going to be the man. He's not going to be, you know, the starter. He's not going to play, I don't believe, m- over 25 minutes a game. Uh, coming in. I think, it. you know, if if I wa- if I had Bagley, I'd want him at least 25 minutes a game on average, <laughs> if not 30. You know, then he can put up some numbers that will really help teams. Yeah. But right now, I have him as a drop. Um, the only player I've identified in this entire four-team trade uh, that I want to pick up is not any of the players involved in the trade. Um, mm. But it's Hartenstein. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Ooh. that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that Ibaka leaves does not guarantee Hartenstein you know 25 minutes a game Mm -hmm. or 28 minutes a game there's still a split and they still got to work that out but he has potential he has promised the last game he knocked it out of the ballpark and the truth is he can put up numbers if he gets 20 minutes a game or 22 minutes a game then he reminds me of like a Dan Gafford who who can put up big fantasy points and not play you know, play less than 25 minutes. Uh, neither one has, you know, if they average 20 minutes, count me in. Um, so that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping enough uh, time, enough minutes have opened up with Bach moving that he becomes a viable alternative. And uh, he's shown he can do it when he gets the minutes. Um, it's kind of a gamble, but it's a pretty big upside uh, if they decide to play him at a regular basis, you know, 20, 23 minutes a game. Um
1: now, this. I have a quick question for you guys. Do you and I could be drawing a blank, but do you think the Kings are going to go with a Fox Mitchell guard duo or do you think Dante DiVincenzo is going to get that start? I think Mitchell. Yeah, I think, I think it's going Mitchell. to be Fox and
0: Mitchell. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, DiVincenzo is going to come off the bench most yeah. likely. Okay.
2: Yeah. And as a matter of fact, if, you, if you're in your league, Mitchell's out there on the waiver wire. Yeah. He's a good pickup.
1: He's a dog, definitely. Oh, my God. He's not rostered everywhere. No,
0: he's not rostered now. everywhere. He's yeah.
1: Not. Okay, so let's
0: keep it pushing. So we did have, uh, finally, uh, former Sixth Man of the Year, Montrez Harold, got traded from the Washington Wizards over to the Hornets in exchange for Vernon Carey Jr. and Ishmith
1: and a draft pick. What say you to that, gentlemen? Um, I think... For fantasy, I think he's gonna get more love there than he was with the Wizards because he kind of was like he kind of started the season off great and then I don't know what happened and he kind of fell off. I think he'll get more love because he's really only got to deal with Mason Pumley, which Mason Pumley is certain nights he can put up like 10 10 and 10 out of nowhere. But um, he Montrez is clearly the better option, uh, but for like actual winning purposes for playoffs and stuff, I think that's a horrible move. He he He's six seven six eight center they need defense at that position they have zero so i don't I don't know what they were thinking yeah, yeah. i think he'll be okay if he's if he does his six-man
0: deal right yes. like yeah. he's never been a starter and when he has been a starter it's it's never that you know impressive right mm-hmm. so he thrives being the sixth man so let him be the sixth man you know what i mean Um, So I want to see him win, too. I I actually really like Montrez. I think, like, he has that, you know, that old-school hustle. That dog mentality, Yeah, that dog, like, 90s basketball, like, in-your-face, hard-nosed player. I like him. But over the last few years, it's just, like, his fantasy stock especially, even though he had a good start to the season, right? He started off really strong, if you guys remember, and then Mm -hmm. kind of fizzled out. So for me, I want to see him win, and I believe with a player like Melo, like Melo, like he's built, he's the kind of player that's built to play alongside a playmaker like LaMelo
2: Ball. So I hope he yeah. wins Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. If he plays uh, the sixth man role, if he's coming in with the second unit, when he plays on second units against other teams, second units, he looks fabulous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as a starter, he, you know, he's had some issues. I think, you know, if they if they play their cards, right, I think Plumlee will start. If he stays the starter, they bring him in as a sixth man. He could, you know, e- even then, not starting, he could get 24 minutes a night or so. That's enough opportunity for him to do some important fantasy scoring. So I actually have him as one of the players to watch and um, a flyer at this point, if you want to take this flyer and see if it, it pans out. Um, I think it'll be pretty clear pretty early if this is going to be, you know, a, a help to the team and if he can still produce. Um, And then the other thing I'm looking at is the three-headed monster, which now only has two heads, which is in Washington, you know, now you got uh, Bryant and uh, Gafford, right? So I'm taking a flyer almost everywhere on Gafford. Um, I believe he's the better player. Uh, I know he's out right now COVID protocol. I know Bryant's the quick, uh, he's going to be a good short-term ad. But for me, especially in dynasty leagues, you know, they both have uh, long-term deal extensions at this point, but I think Gafford hopefully they see it this way is their big man of the future. So I'm going to take some, uh, risky pickups on him. I think he's got a good, um, upside at this point.
0: Yep. Agreed. All right. Now let's go back to another big one. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Mavericks traded Kristaps Porzingis and a second round pick to the Jesus. Washington <laughs> Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Mm. Talk to me. What, like,
1: what, uh, what what's
0: really going down? So here? immediately
1: when I heard that, I just thought of the reports I heard last year that Luca and Chris Stapps didn't get along yes. and whatever, he wasn't getting the touches he wanted, Luca was hogging the ball, all that, whatever. If that's true and you wanted to move him still and that was your whole plan, that's fine. But, and I get he's hurt and I get he's injury-ridden, but I just don't think that was worth it. You... I don't I, I, even know what to say. Yeah, I don't even know yeah. what to say. You know what I said? I was like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, as- exactly. Bruh. bruh, As soon as I heard, I was like, Dinwiddie? Yeah. All right. I, and don't get wrong, but Dinwiddie, if he can go back to what he was doing on the Nets and not what he's doing in Washington, that'll be great coming off the bench, 100%. That No doubt in my mind, but to... When Prazingis is playing, he's—I mean, he had games this year that like showed like he was on the Knicks again. Like he—he he was putting right. up numbers. He looked good. Yeah. So I just don't think they got enough back for him. He, yeah. Even if—even if you get that from Dinwiddie, like you get what he was given from the Nets, and he comes off the bench and gives you twenty points a game, whatever, like that, I still don't think it's worth it because Pertans is not gonna give you what Porzingis mm-hmm. gave you at all. No. So I just think the Mavs lost that tremendously. Yeah, I, think they I agree. Have, I, go ahead, Bill. Go
2: ahead. I have no idea what they were thinking. Um, re, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> they rushed into this thing yeah. just too much. It's interesting from the Washington perspective because they're horrible. <laughs> they're just horrible <laughs> this year. But that's this year, right? So Beal is out. Porzingis can become a main feature. I don't even think Porzingis, to be honest, is going to play this year.
1: No, I wouldn't like, have him played. No,
2: I mean, you just got the steal of a century – you don't have a chance of, you know, some people say, oh, they could play in. They could play in. They're that close. No, this is about the future. Yep. So in dynasty leagues, if you have Porzingis, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. If you think about Beal, Porzingis, all of a sudden, hold it. That, that might actually be more interesting uh, in some cases than how his role was panning out in Dallas. Um, so he's obviously, you keep him and hope, hope for next year. But I think this year he's just done. They um, And again, that just means the Gafford and Bryant, the stock goes up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who's left, right? I mean, Porzingis, if he's not going to come in and play any center minutes at all, now you got two big men there. They're, you know, yep. they're both worth putting on your teams. Uh, Dinwiddie, he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice, he's a <laughs> he's, nice guy. Yeah. And uh, he's just having a really bad, bad season this Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I
0: was going to say that. I like. I remember at the end of last season, they were talking about the the feud between Luca and and uh, Christoph Porzingis. Mm-hmm. I think that big picture, they're they're trying to clear some cap space, right? They're trying yeah. to move out a big contract because he has a big contract, Porzingis. Mm-hmm. But also in terms of fantasy, are you guys selling Christoph Porzingis right now? Are you like? Are you selling him for a discount before the news comes out that the guy might not play? What What would you recommend to fantasy owners out there who have him? He's been out now. He's been traded. What's
1: going to happen? What would you recommend for the Porzingis owner? I think dynasty. I think you hold out. If, if you're win now mode, I guess, yeah. Try to make a move. If you really want to win that this year, uh, win the championship this year, then maybe, but I say hold out and just because if he stays healthy next year, like he was saying, that that team's gonna be, he's gonna get a lot of buckets. Let's just say that he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be great.
2: Yeah, and I agree. I think dynasty definitely hold redraft. I don't have any shares of uh, Porzingis, but if I did, yeah, I'd be looking for, I'd be looking for that, you know, certain league manager uh, in that league who falls in love with Porzingis and believes that he's going to play right now as the centerpiece and try to, you know, get Washington into the play-in. There's some people who believe that. Um, and then I would sell. I'd sell for anything top top 75 uh, player.
0: Wow, man. Look at Porzingis is in the bargain bin. Yeah, back. All right, fellas, let's do this. Um, we I, I want to go over some more trades, but we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come right back. This episode is brought to you by AWeber. Are you actively building an email list? Whatever field you're in, email marketing can help you build trust and loyalty with your audience. If you've never had an email list or if you have one that needs a little TLC, you have to try AWeber. I've been using their services for years and they've helped me to design build, and optimize my email marketing strategies. I use other services in the past, but every time I faced technical issues, they were non-responsive or extremely delayed in their customer service support. AWeber will actually take your phone call. It's unheard of in the email service provider space. To try AWeber for free, just go to bit.ly slash AWeberNBA. That's B-I-T dot forward slash a w e b e r n b a so we're back talking about our next trade this one was a early blockbuster in my opinion they have some players that are going to have tons of fantasy uh implications and and impact across all leagues and all formats so the kings and the pacers had a deal on february 8th the pacers get tyrese halliburton Buddy Hield, Tristan Thompson, the Kings get Demontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a two two thousand and twenty three second round pick. I want to start off on this one, guys. I want to say when when this trade went down, the first thing I was saying to myself was like, "What the heck are they doing?" I'm like, "Oh my God, who the hell cares?" <laughs> I'm like, "Why would they do that? Like, why would they do that? Like." <clears throat> Like, for me, and don't get me wrong, I think De'Aaron Fox is an extremely talented guard. I honestly believe that they could have coexisted together, Halliburton and Fox. Obviously, the Kings had other plans, but I don't see how you trade a player like Halliburton. I believe that Halliburton will have a better career than De'Aaron Fox, and I was baffled. I was baffled by that entire.
1: Thing. I was baffled. Okay. I'll pass it off to you guys. Um, I, I don't know what the Kings do in the, I don't know what they do in the day to day. I don't know who they talk to. I don't know what goes on. Um, I agree with you. I think Halliburton is going to end up having a better career. Um, I'm a big guy on, I get it's a business, but I'm a big guy on like also like having relationships with your players and stuff. And hearing reports that the King said, oh, yeah, we're not going to move you. That That's not like we want to build with you and all that. And then they just go and trade him. For do don't get wrong. Sabonis is a great player, in, especially on offense. He's a great – he gives, gets buckets, he gets rebounds, all that. But he's a defensive liability, which he, they need a defense too. And they – as for a big man, and they didn't get that at all. So it's just like I don't really know the direction that they're trying to go in. It just seems like they're – for the next 15 years, they're going to be trying to fight, in, fight for a play-in spot. And that's not what, what are you trying to do? Either, you should be either trying to win. I don't really like tanking, but obviously I understand tanking tanking, and they're not doing either. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing.
2: (laughs) Right. No, it was, uh, it's really unreal. uh, Somebody with the talent of Halliburton, um, you know, and you know, the last time I came on Robin, you know, we worked out that deal where I got Halliburton in a trade from you. Oh right. yeah, know, you know I know how much you like Helberg. You fleeced me. You fleeced <laughs> me. <laughs> I, fleeced you. I got giddy too, right? <laughs> so, but but the thing is, like on my teams, I have right. a lot of shares of De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of shares of Savonis. I have a lot. You of were shares trying
0: there. to move him before the trade deadline. You were like, <laughs> "Hey
2: guys, hey guys," <laughs> I, want, I have a lot of shares of Turner, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this this big picture, going, "Well, okay, so if they just decided that Turner is the center of their future, um, I'm good with that." Because I have him, Um, I think Sabonis. I think you're exactly right. Defensive liability, fantasy, his value stays consistent. Yes, definitely. But you know, here's a player who had incredibly high usage uh, in Indiana. Is he going to have that in Sacramento? Is is it going to be different? Uh, Halliburton, I think, is going to be solid. Same value, I think. I hope. Um, I think, if anything, his usage may go up a little bit. And so Indiana is actually building up some pretty interesting pieces. Um, no idea what the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I don't think anybody ever knows. One thing I want to
0: mention while we're talking Indiana so, like we said earlier, right, in the first segment, that when these trades happen, my first instinct is like, how can I improve my team? Not necessarily with the players who were moved, but maybe like, where's playing time going to increase, etc.? So, one player I really have my eyes on and I'm eyeing is Isaiah. Jackson. Have you guys put any thought into that or have you picked him up or what is your take on Isaiah Jackson? Will he fill that power forward role within, you know, with Sabonis departing and play alongside Turner
1: if he gets healthy or just eat up a bunch of minutes with Gogo Bedeza while uh, Turner's out? I definitely think he has some value there, especially with Turner being out right now. I think he's the clear. I don't know about the clear, but he's definitely going to get those minutes especially with Turner out so I I, he's a pickup for me 100 percent
2: yeah and I I think there's still a lot of question marks about the forward position and what they're going to be doing short term let's be honest nobody knows if Brogdon's coming back nobody knows if Turner's coming back I mean there's not there's not timelines for either two of these guys so you know and I know some people say Brogdon's not going to play again this year that's that's a big issue but if Turner comes back Um, I mean, I had Goga, you know, I picked up Goga for a while and he's a great short-term ad. And if Turner doesn't come back, I think what we've seen is Goga, you know, plays the 23 minutes and then uh, Isaiah Jackson comes behind him playing the 18, 19 minutes. So both of them do have value as long as Turner's out. My question is like, you know, is Turner coming back after the all-star break? And I'm hoping he does because I have him everywhere um but it's very frustrating at this point not to know not to have a timeline and have to do the guesswork so if you're going to go in on jackson you just got to be able to uh you know turn around and, and and cut the cut the thread uh immediately when turner comes back because at that point i think his value really takes a dive mm. right now he's a good pickup mm. is buddy hill a uh, buddy Hill an ad
0: or does he have any value? Because I know he's rostered in ESPN, I think, in about 84% of the league. So he's on rosters. But he's also getting dropped in places. Are people rushing to grab healed? How do you feel about healed with all of this happening? I,
1: I, thought, I thought they had every intention of moving him. When they got him in the trade, I thought they were going to move him before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he fits in there. I, I don't want to say he doesn't fit. He's a great shooter. Like, this year, he's definitely going to get some minutes and stuff. But... I think uh, Dorate is going to get that starting spot because they're going to develop him and Halliburton probably. And I mean, Heald's going to get the minutes he's going to get buckets, but he's been up and down this year too. So you never know what you're going to get from him. Uh, but I don't think he's, I don't know. I don't think he's as valuable as people think he might be.
2: Yeah, I agree for me he's a drop. Um, I don't have any shares of, of healed. Thankfully, cause this year has been rough. Uh but if I had him, I'd drop him at this point. I, I really don't think there's enough there, um, you know. Maybe as a streamer, you know, in a twelve-team. Maybe as a streamer, uh, especially you know during these playoff weeks, if you need, you know, in category leagues, if you needed threes or something. But it, it, not as a must-roster guy. Yeah. Yep.
0: So let's talk about on a side note, not that trade, but another trade that happened right before that, which was. Uh, Karis LeVert was traded for Ricky Rubio, so now Karis LeVert joins this young core of you know players in Cleveland, led by Darius Garland and Jarrett Allen and my man Evan Mobley, right? <laughs> who are you and, and I know the Donut Boy. I know yep. that you are. A Cleveland Cavaliers fan. So, yeah. what do you think about Levert's value? Do you believe that he's going to put up the kind of numbers he put up, you know, before, or is he going to kind of take a backseat to some of those other uh, players that I mentioned earlier? I truly
1: think that he's not going to be as valuable as he was on the Pacers. Um, he's definitely going to have those scoring nights because that's just – I'm not talking just highly of them because they're my team, but that's just how the Cavs are. Like, if they see somebody in there, they're just going to let the, let that guy go off that game. Um, And he definitely has the ability to go off for 42 points, as he's shown and stuff, the game before he got traded. Um, I also think that – I hate to say it, but I think, like, uh, Garland also loses a little bit value of to, value too because um, now he doesn't have to do as much with Levert. He doesn't have to handle the ball as much. And once they get Levert more into the offense, it's, they'll both get a little bit more comfortable and take the load off each other. So I think Garland loses a little bit of value, um, and I think Levert loses a little value. Now, as a team aspect, I think it's great. Like, for winning basketball games, I think that was the best move they did. Um, Rubio, he, um, I heard reports that he's done this year anyways. Like, he does, he's retiring. And if he doesn't, I heard that he's coming back with us because his contract's up this year, and he's going to sign back with us. So either way, we basically just got Levert for a pick. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. So really. I love it both ways. Um, I have Levert in our league, Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. I like I said, I don't know how it could go either way. They, they he could be the number one scorer and just go off mm-hmm. for 25, 26 points a game, and everyone just feed him, and that that's whatever. Or he could fall into like the what um 15, 16 points a game. Garland kind of does what he does. Um, Garland, I'm a little upset about because. I think his assist rate will go up though, surprisingly. I think not surprisingly. I think he'll um end the season with like ten assists a game to be honest with Lavert now because he has more shooters around him. Levert can knock down the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, love love it for both ways, but fantasy not as much as just winning
2: basketball games. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I, I you know, love Lavert. you know, University of Michigan and go blue. Uh, <laughs> you know, my alma mater have been following him since college, but um, love the player. Um, it reminds me of Robin. You had a show uh, not long ago, uh, talking about when Levert went from Brooklyn to Indiana, that he was going to lose a little value, mm-hmm. right? And I think you were spot on. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is another instance where he's going to lose just a little bit of value, um, and it's kind of frustrating at the same time. Uh, you know, he in my mind he's becomes at best the fourth option on this team. Yeah. And he's um, streaky
0: too, professor. Yeah. He's he's a kind of guy that he'll have a run of like four games where he's right. like 50 fantasy points, 40 fantasy <laughs> points and then he'll regress to 12, 15, yep. you know? So yep. I think you got to accept that. And that's not just when he was in Indiana. That's when he was in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. you know what I mean? Yeah. Where he would have these games and you'd be like he's going to really be a rock star. He's more like, and I hate to say it because I think he's way beyond this player, but he reminds me of a Tim Hardaway Jr. type. Like Tim Hardaway goes off. The only difference is he doesn't have long streaks like uh, Levert, but he has those games that you're like, is Tim Hardaway good? Has two games in a row. Is he good? And then the next game, he has five fantasy points. And that's what I get from Levert, especially this season. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We got one more trade. To go over, fellas. So before we do that, I want to do one more of these. Yes, no, maybe,
2: I don't know.
0: This is the next yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Hey. Will the Cleveland Cavaliers advance in the playoffs to the second round? Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> I think we have a Cleveland fan. Yeah, in house. just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Uh, but I have to say, Donut Boy, 100% agree with you. Yes. I just think, um, especially with
1: the team fully healthy, I think, obviously, I'm not the coach, so I don't know what JB has in store and stuff. But I think when Lori comes back, it should be Garland, Lavert, Lori, Mobley, and Allen. Because that big lineup that we've been doing has been the successor this year. That's what's getting us to wins. Teams don't know how to play offense against it they're too long they're too lanky i i love the lineup i love what jb's doing there um and i think i think we're gonna end up with a uh, home game the first i think we're gonna have home corner advantage so i think if we end up that four four five seed i think we'll be i think we'll be good regardless
2: yeah yeah it's been it's been a long time since the folks in cleveland were this excited about yeah. the team right and you can yeah. see it. you can yeah. feel it yeah yeah yeah, I don't think they've
0: ever been this excited since LeBron. Without LeBron, yeah. Yeah, LeBron. like ever right. without LeBron.
1: Even right. when Kyrie was there, it wasn't like this. this like this. I, I just heard something that um, this is the first time we've won 34 games without LeBron. Since like 1997 wow. or something. I was like, God damn. Wow, okay. Yeah, My yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say maybe
0: just because i want to play it safe listen i love i love the cavaliers just as much as the next guy but i'm gonna go maybe just because the east is so stacked now Mm -hmm. the east is the new west it's like it's i'm
1: hoping i'm hoping they get like the knicks or like uh, even the hawks because the hawks don't look like (laughs) Yeah. yeah They 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 can match up with those teams easily. I hope they don't fall to like that six seed and like have a bad stretch or something, and they have to play like uh Philly the first. Because if yeah, that's not yeah, that won't be that good. Yeah, because yeah, Allen's good. Allen's a great defender, but not maybe the hold the beat. Yeah, no. If
0: they face off with the Sixers in the first round,
1: emotional damage. I that's will, be crying. Be. <laughs> yep, I will right. be crying. Yep, I will be crying.
0: Okay, fellas. Let's do the last trade of the night. We're going to talk about the C.J. McCollum trade. So the Pelicans Mm -hmm. get C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., who's injured, um, and Tony Snell. The Blazers get Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who has since been traded, um, uh, Tomas Sadoransky, and Didi Luzada. So Sadoransky, I believe, was also moved, right? Yes, yes. Let's just look at it like Josh Hart, really, right? Mm -hmm. Josh Hart and C.J. So what do you guys think about this in terms of fantasy? How is this going to impact the Pelicans specifically? Uh, Brandon Ingram, um, how will CJ
2: look this season? Is he going to take a hit? What are you guys thinking? I'm hoping CJ doesn't take a hit. Um, My initial feeling was that Ingram is not going to be impacted by this. Um, It actually gives New Orleans a a very different and I think an interesting feel um, to the backcourt. And CJ's been having a good year. Um, I was kind of shocked when I first heard the trade because it was a very clear shot that in Portland that the, the experiment is done. <laughs> you know they're Cj, they had some good years, man. Yeah, yeah they made they, they made a lot of noise.
0: It, it's yeah. kind of sad, you know, because it's the end of an era, and I we all <laughs> we all knew they would never
2: get over that hump. But it was right. fun
0: to watch, you know.
2: Right. Yeah, and New Orleans, you know, I, I think there's been so much disappointment with what happened with Zion, just being out forever and you know and all the weight gain and the no timeline and he may not play at all this year um and there all the excitement wrapped around it was such a letdown so to get somebody like CJ in town I think is going to bring a spark to the team I'm hoping that it brings uh, that CJ's you know value in fantasy stays consistent and that Ingram's uh, game uh stays consistent or even picks up a a bit uh because now he has someone there you know to share the wealth with and uh I'll be, I'll be very interested to see how they, t- how the two of them play together. Um, I have high hopes for that.
1: Um, I I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I think this is clear that the Pelicans, because um, I'm looking at the standings right now, um, they're the 10th seed right now. So it's mm-hmm. clear that they want to make a push without Zion regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think when they get Zion back next year, this will be, that's a great Corey, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely don't think, this is neither here nor there, but um I definitely don't think they should let Lonzo walk in free agency. Cause if he if he was on that team, you would now have Ball, McCollum, Ingram, Zion, and Val Junis. That would yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I love it for the Pelicans. I love it for the Trailblazers too, but I just <laughs> I, I think I feel bad for Dame. I want him to get out of there. I know he won't, but I just want him to get out of there. Um I think guys like Josh Hart, though, I think his value will go up. I think I don't even know if it will go up I think it might stay the same because he's the kind of guy that does everything and without Dame being there he's going to be the guy that gets the eight assists the 10 12 rebounds or whatever and score 15 points so I think his value might stay the same or go up a little mm-hmm. bit with Dame out um but yeah I it's difficult to know what the Blazers are doing they say they're trying to uh, build around Dame now but
2: uh, I don't know yeah you I- guys go ahead Bill but if if they are and it does sound to me like that there's some legitimate um you know feelings that they're trying to build new like tear it all down except for dame and let's let's rebuild it again around him i wouldn't even be surprised to you know find out that he has some sort of say yeah. in, in how this is going to transpire but we're talking at earliest next year and it makes me it makes me really worried um for the Portland franchise, I don't think they've made enough moves <laughs> at this point. I think they got yeah. a lot of work to do, and I don't see it as a quick rebuild. You know, I don't. No. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be in time for Dame. Yeah. You know, if it takes two years to put all the pieces around him, and you know, they tried this before essentially. So um, you he's know, gonna
0: he's gonna leave this league without a championship if he if he stays in Portland. But yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of Portland, let's talk about fantasy. Um, production from one Anthony Simons, the man yeah. who might be the waiver wire pickup of the year. He's get, yeah. he's in contention for my waiver wire award this year. Yeah. So, talk to me. What do you guys think about his value redraft this season, but also long-term for Dynasty? Is he
1: what he's been producing? Is he that good? I believe so, yes. Um, I think uh, that him playing along, he's obviously going to get all the minutes in the world with Dame out. He's going to be their starting point, guard, obviously, and he's producing right now. Um, there is, I'm almost positive Dame's out for the year, right? Or there's reports that he might be out for the year. It has it's, nothing has been, um, solidified yet, yeah, nothing, but okay, but that's what it's leaning
0: towards, yeah. right?
1: But even then, even if Dame comes back, I think they're going to play Simons next to him, I believe, because you have this nice young player, you can't just, I feel like they can make it work. They made CJ and him work. Simons is not saying Simons is where C.J. is right now, but Simons is up and coming. He's a great young talent. Mize, you got to get, get those two together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, know, Simons is definitely going to be – I think they need to get rid of Dame. And just – <laughs> like, I love I how he love, went back to getting rid of Dame. Yeah, like, what Simons? Like, get rid of Dame. Because <laughs> you have Simons, though, and, like, I'm not comparing Simons to Dame, but if you get – if you trade Dame now rather than wait three years and the rebuild that you're, or the building around him doesn't work, you're not going to get as much value in three years when he's 33, 34, whatever, How old? I don't know how old he is right now, but his value is at all time high right now. You, I mean, not even all time high, it probably would have been higher a few years ago because he's hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you're not going to get a higher value for him right now than you are in a few years. So I think, I don't know if they should necessarily hit hundred percent rebuild, but I mean, you have all this nice young talent. I think you just got to get Nurkic out of here, just get all
2: these draft picks and just rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're um I think they're gonna to commit to Simons. I mean, I really think that he's earned it. I think he's shown it on the court. I think, I think Simons is part of the reason they felt comfortable letting CJ go. You know, so as they're looking at this future rebuild, I think he's got uh, all the promise potential of a giddy, you know, at this point. Um, I love really <laughs> solid, really solid fresh, you know, freshman year. It'll be interesting to see what they have uh second year. And if Dame comes on and if Simon's in the and Dame can play together and work together they're the new dynamic duo there you know maybe that's why they let cj go all along it's like dame thinks that can happen right (laughs) he's like so he's he's a new what is he 21 years old or something um you know but i think he's he's part of the core they're keeping and i think that that speaks volumes
0: yeah, and I think Dame is going to kind of be like... I'm still doing my job on the court, so do yours and get me out of here, man. That's what he need to say. <laughs> yeah. yes. um, before we leave uh, this topic, tell me about Jackson Hayes. Do you guys have any faith? Do you think that it, he's been producing the last couple of weeks? Um, do you think it's for real? Do you think he's someone people should go grab? Tell me about your take on uh, New Orleans Pelicans big man, Jackson Hayes.
2: I think he's worth a grab. Um, I, I think you have to grab him with the idea that you may have to back off. Uh, if you are grabbing Jackson Hayes at this point in the 12 team league, he, he's going to be one of your bottom three players, maybe. I mean, you're going to be you know, playing the waiver wire with your, your bottom two or three players at most uh, at this point. Um, I think he's worth it. You know, I think it's a, the, the ceiling is really interesting. Um, so, you know, especially if you're winning your league, if you're first or second or third place in your leagues, Take, you know, taking a couple shots on these guys with incredibly high ceilings that might pay off, I think a really smart move. Um, so I don't have any problem, like Hartenstein and Gafford and Jackson, you know, picking these guys up, um, I think it's just good practice. If you're, if you're 500 and you're in win now mode, um, I think you're going to play the wire a little bit differently. Um, But I think that uh, in in our teams, if we're really doing well, and and Don, boy, you said you're 13 and three. Are you first place in the league, or Uh, second? Second? Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah, I'm in two first place, two second place, and a third place. I think right now, so I'm taking some shots, and uh, Jackson's on my my in my plans.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Hayes is especially with Zion out there. There's no reason not to give him a shot to see, hold them. I, I don't mean hold them, but see, play with the waiver. wire, see what you get from them. And mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree with everything you're saying. Yep. Um, I'm grabbing him and mm-hmm. I'm, and as long as he's
0: producing, I'm going to hold, I learned this from uh, the professor many years ago, when it comes to waiver pickups, love them and leave them. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> so <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> I have one more question before we finish up. Now, this is a good one. Who is the biggest winner today? It could be a team, it could be a player, it could be the fans. Who was the biggest winner today mm-hmm. on this, like, you know, historic NBA trade deadline?
2: Yeah. I would say it has to be Benson. Why? Right? He goes from not playing at all zero fantasy points on the year and now and he's working out this whole time and sharing the videos of his workouts that you know he's young he wants to play and now he's he's landed someplace that he's excited to play he's gonna get these minutes he's gonna get back in shape it's got to feel like a rebirth for him and he has and, a uh, new leader yeah so he's you know it's a new lease on life for him and i think out of all the players you know we're talking about you know, did their value go up or down for him? It's a life changer. Mm. And so I just, I, I'm very happy for him.
1: Um I agree with the player. So I'll go with the team. I think it's pretty obvious. I think the Sixers won this. Um They're definitely in win now mode, obviously. And pairing James Harden with Embiid just kind of seems almost unfair. Kind of like when it, but we've also been there before when Harden paired up with Kyrie and Katie and here we are. So who knows? Hopefully they can work together because I'm pretty sure they had some beef in the past too when he was on the Rockets. A couple uh, altercations. So, but I'm I don't know. We'll we'll see how hard. But I'm pretty sure it's pretty obvious that the Sixers outright won the whole day. Yep. Um. I
0: love all of that, man. But for me, you know where I, like my oh allegiance lies with the fantasy community, mm-hmm. and I think that today, Bing Bang, that the fantasy community specifically. Owners who drafted Ben Simmons and stashed him and dealt with looking at that (laughs) IR spot when they had two or three O's next to their players. And they were like, should I drop him? Because Garland's out. Porzingis is out. All of these guys are out. And you and you held it down, managed your roster the right way and made it to a place where you're still safe to make the playoffs. And now you have one of the best young players coming back, especially for my dynasty players. So I think the biggest win today, and again, like, I think like other people won, but for me, fantasy community, specifically Ben Simmons owners. Fellas, any closing
2: words before we finish up?
1: Thanks for having me. This was was fun. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's always a blast, Robin, you know, anytime. Um, just love this discussion. Donut Boy, great meeting you. You too, yes, um, of course. And, you know, I'm following game picks, all the content on all yep. the platforms, I think. TikTok's you know, I've bumping. always known that you're brilliant and hysterically funny. And, <laughs> and now the world is seeing that too. So thank you for uh, creating those platforms. And, and all the success in the world.
0: Before we get out of here, I want to share some valuable information with you. Please join our brand new Discord server. If you need help with game picks, trades, dynasty questions, points leagues, uh, category leagues, team names, whatever, the works. To join the server, just visit bit.ly slash game pick podcast. That's B-I-T dot forward slash G-A-M-E-P-I-C-K P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share with a friend, like, comment, all that good stuff. And don't forget, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you absolutely crush your league this week. Now get out there and make some game picks.